Hey there, lovebirds. Happy Wedding Wednesday, and welcome to Your I Do Crew, a wedding planning podcast. Each week, Atan and Lindsay bring over 30 years of industry experience to the table with insight and interviews from local and national wedding pros to give you the best tips, tricks, and hacks that will take the stress out of your wedding planning process and help elevate your special day. So grab something old and something new. It's time to listen to Your, your I, I Do, do Crew. Hey crew, welcome to part two of our interview with Lewis King, the executive director of American Marriage Ministries, an online ordaining body that's making sure that all people are able to get married by someone who they trust and that shares their beliefs. In this portion of our conversation, Lewis and I talk about what the first things are that you need to consider when you've been asked to perform a wedding, or if you were just thinking about getting ordained to be able to offer it to people that you know. We deep dive on a lot of the things that need to be considered at the start of this journey. Now, we don't get into the specific nuts and bolts state-by-state regulations of how to become ordained and licensed, because those vary so dramatically from location to location, but all of that information can be found by going to vamm.org. It's really a great resource to have in your back pocket. At one point, I was a first-time officiant, so I can't knock first-time officiants. And even though I belong to the International Association of Professional Wedding Officiants, something that I've actually been doing lately has been consulting with first-time officiants. And we've I've been putting that out there in this area that if you are getting married and you want it to be, what do we say, Uncle Bob? or you know cousin susan or whatever it might be or you know or your your parent or your sibling then i want you to have the best wedding that you can possibly have regardless if it's me or if it's somebody else doing it and so something that i've been doing lately is consulting with first time officiants and a couple can hire me to be their consultant make sure that again in ohio they get all the papers filed to make sure that it's legal which is important to help them to compose a ceremony that's meaningful for the couple, but has all those personal touches. And they have, in that space, the first time officiant has a one up on me because they know this couple. They know their whole story from start to finish. They've been there for every silly inside joke, every, you know, you know, dorky little thing where somebody tripped and no, now it's a joke that whenever we go here, we trip. Um, and so they have a one up on me because I'm coming into these things with like, hey, you've hired me as a professional. I have to learn all these things. And hey, maybe we have three months, maybe we have a year and a half, whatever it is, I've got to try and pull out all the details. But first time officiants have a leg up in that they can make it personal almost without thinking about it. Yeah. Well, I want to start out by underscoring the, the respect that American Marriage Ministries has for the IAPWO. Uh, mm-hmm. We have a great relationship with Reverend Laura Cannon. She's awesome. She's, she's so charismatic good. and she's an incredible wedding officiant. Mm-hmm. I met her at the same conference that I met you at, at the Wedding MBA. And okay. she she's an amazing presenter as well. She presented a couple of panels and just blew me out of the water with her, her knowledge and, and wow. Yeah, her and uh, another great officiant that that we want to big up is uh, is Bethel Nathan. Bethel, who yeah. she actually wrote and then co-wrote with us, kind of uh, asked to officiate, which is our official guide on how to go from being a first-time officiant mm-hmm. to just being a total rock star up there mm-hmm. and just nailing it. Um, so good, good product plug, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting good at it. So having said all that, I mean, what you touched on, but what I think is really important is that if, if you are a first-time efficient, someone's got to hold your hand. 
Someone's mm-hmm. got to show you what to do because this is something you've never done before. Right. And it's an important ceremony and you got to invest the time and energy to make sure that you do it justice. Right. So whether it's it's somebody like yourself who's mm-hmm. a professional officiant and can help them, you know, understand what they need to do and how to do it and hold mm-hmm. their hand along the way, that's awesome. Uh, or we approach this uh, two ways in American Marriage Ministries, but once you get ordained, that's really just the first step in right. a process that that extends from the moment you click ordain me mm-hmm. to the moment where you've said you may now kiss the bride and, mm-hmm. and, and the, the recession happens. Okay, yeah. so there are a lot of really important steps along the way mm-hmm. that you can't forget. Yeah. And if you do not put in the time and energy, it's going to show when the wedding, when the ceremony happens. So mm-hmm. we make sure that we follow up with that ordination with, you know, lots of digital reminders saying, hey, here's it's the wedding's a month out. Have you done mm-hmm. this? Have you done this? Have you done this? And then we provide all of our training tools online for free so that in most states, you don't have to spend any money mm-hmm. to get ordained and provide an awesome wedding ceremony. We also, as I plugged earlier, have tools, you know, have have a killer book that, mm-hmm. you know, we've sold thousands and thousands of copies of that people come back to us and say this helped, you know, this was the key to me delivering an awesome wedding ceremony yeah so because uh, obviously we talked about this earlier we do we you know there is a business side to what we do yeah but what what matters in the, at the end of the day is is that the first time officiant mm-hmm. realizes that they can't do this by themselves yes yeah. and and i'm going to be a little pedantic yeah. here you said that it's over when you say you may now kiss your your spouse you may now share your first kiss whatever it might be for me it's when i turn in the marriage license to the court so that make sure that it's all legal. So there's a there's one more step there. <laughs> and, and, and this is why we have people in American Marriage Ministries who would point out the same thing to me as well. When that license is filed mm-hmm. and 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 then yeah. you're now you're officially finished. Yep. Off the hook. Right. Yeah. Okay, then you can watch then you can Job well walk done. away. <laughs> Thanks for pointing that out. Okay. Sure. So but that was what amazed yeah. me when I switched my ordainment to you guys. And then the resources that were on the website, the fact that you can put in wedding details into the website and get those reminders, that was groundbreaking to me. That I didn't, you know, and again, not to pat myself on the back too hard, I didn't need them because I have my own system, but I've done 200 and some weddings. I've been doing this for seven years. But that, that when I saw that, was such a game changer. And I thought for a first time officiant, this is going to, to grease those wheels and this is going to support them. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's so important. And I realized this firsthand. It's funny when I was, when I started out as executive director at American Marriage Ministries, this is now about a year ago. Well, I've been in the role for probably about 14 months, Mm -hmm. very early on into my tenure. I, uh, we, a couple reached out to us, a gay couple in rural Georgia, Mm -hmm. and they had just had such an awful experience at the courthouse and that they were like, we can't have a courthouse wedding. Mm -hmm. And then they couldn't find a minister that shared their values and beliefs. Mm-hmm. And they were like, they were asking about, is there any, any American marriage ministries ministers around it? And we just, we, I read the email and I said, you know what, I'm going to fly out there and I'm going to, I'm going to officiate your wedding and mm-hmm. we'll have an awesome ceremony in it. And it was incredible. And we ended up, we, you know, wrote an article about it and really looked into, you know, what couples like this, like these two gentlemen experience mm-hmm. when they try and have a wedding. Yeah. And, and it was incredibly eye opening to me, but what I'm trying the point I'm trying to illustrate here is that I was I was so busy traveling, conducting the wedding ceremony, doing all the stuff that I almost bungled the paperwork thing as well. And I had to go, even as executive director, I went to mm-hmm. okay, I was like, what would I do? Yeah. And I, I'm in the car <laughs> on my phone at the amm.org mm-hmm. looking up what to do. <laughs> because you know, I was like, well, I'm not from Georgia, you know, sure. and, and I, I and I should know this stuff, but in my defense, I'd been doing my job for 
you know, a month and a half at that point. Yeah. And I was like, it never hurts to, you know, just have that information stated very clearly in multiple places, because mm-hmm. as an efficient, this is, this is such an important part of what you do mm-hmm. that we want to make sure you do it right. Yeah. And, um, and, and, you know, we basically, we do what our ministers tell us to do. Mm-hmm. And so if, you know, we spend a lot of time reading correspondences, people saying, why aren't you doing this? Can you do this? I had an issue with this. And, and we have meetings every, every couple of weeks where we look at what people need and we say, okay, well, how can we deliver this? Mm-hmm. And one thing we realized is that we've got these, these detailed state by state instructions on if you're a, if you're a wedding minister in Ohio, here's the, here's the forms you need to fill out. Here's mm-hmm. the documents you need to sign or whatever it is. And oftentimes people don't think in terms of the state. You know, mm-hmm. if this is your first time, your first time officiating a wedding and you live in Boulder, Colorado, mm-hmm. you're like, what do I need to do in Boulder, Colorado? So then right. we started. So we realized we're like, we need to have a city by city library of instructions mm-hmm. that we regularly update that is responsive to ministers needs and gives them granular, granular details of exactly what they need to do. Mm-hmm. And that is what people want to feel confident about the fact that they're doing everything right. Because they're like, well, I live in, in such and such a county in such and such a city. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, you know, there are really nuanced differences, even from a city to city. If, oh, if, yeah. if nothing more than a lot of times these these county clerks marriage bureaus are sequestered somewhere up on the seventh floor down mm-hmm. in, down a hallway. And you have to like knock three times and say the password to get right. in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, yeah. and and we're like, OK, well, we talk to the ministers who've, who've successfully officiated weddings there. Mm-hmm. We solicit their input. We do our research. We call the county clerk or mm. the city clerk or whoever it may be, and we make sure that we that ministers that follow in their footsteps have a really clear roadmap of exactly what they need to do. Mm-hmm. And and just having that there has you know, and, and we're seeing it where the response is is overwhelmingly positive. Like thanks, mm-hmm. you know, this this is this is the the certainty that I need. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's awesome. And when you say that, I, I laugh because, for example, in Lucas County, Ohio, which is where Toledo is located, the courthouse has a really strict security checkpoint. So if you walk in there, you can't have your phone on you. You have to leave your phone in the car, nothing metal on your body and walk in. And I'll tell you from the entrance, the uh, marriage bureau is directly on the left after you go through the security checkpoint. But then you have to sit down and uh, there are four little kiosks. And, and these are exactly the kinds of things that you wouldn't know unless you've done that how many times. Or, you know, in Wood County, it's real easy. There's a real quick security checkpoint. It's upstairs and on the right. But yeah. those are the things that you guys are figuring out and putting on the site for those first-time officiants. And so, so for a first-time officiant, the very first thing that they need to do after a couple, you know, says, you know, thank you so much. Will you, will you, will you marry us? And that person says, uh, okay. So the first thing they need to do though, is to make sure that they get ordained because across, across the U S across the country, the first thing you need to do is get ordained, mm-hmm. which you can do at the That's right. <laughs> that's, that's definitely the first thing they need to do just so they have the legal standing. The other mm-hmm. thing they should probably do very early on mm-hmm. is, is do some serious soul searching. Yes. And understand what that what that role entails. Mm-hmm. So, so even before they say yes. Yeah, well we say get ordained anyway. Yeah. I mean whether or not you <laughs> whether sure. or not you decide to, to perform the wedding or not, we mm-hmm. encourage you to. But because most people can do it and most people can do an incredible job, but mm-hmm. you really need to understand what you're signing up for. Yeah. And if you're not up to it, 
you need the couple needs to know early on so that they can reach out to somebody else or they can reach out to a professional wedding officiant such as yourself Mm -hmm. so what you need to ask yourself is 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 just the basics am i well first off am i willing to put in the time and energy that that this requires Mm -hmm. am i gonna have you know if 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 you're a friend am i gonna meet with a couple you know multiple times it may involve me even wrangling them and saying hey guys you need a we need to meet Mm-hmm. I'm still unsure that this is really where we want what we want to do here. Can we talk about this? You know, making sure that they're they're if they're writing their own vows, working mm-hmm. with them on that. I mean, there's yeah. just all this all these different steps that you have to be willing to to complete. Mm-hmm. So, am I willing to put in the time and energy? Mm-hmm. And the second thing is is just am I comfortable doing this? Right. I'm going to be up there in front of you know ten, twenty, a hundred people, depending on the size of the wedding ceremony, hundreds sometimes. Mm-hmm. Can I do it? We say most of the time, yes, even if, if you know, you're not necessarily sure, because, mm-hmm. again, a lot of people don't have a lot of experience with public speaking. But the reality is, is that what I found, because I used to be awful at it, and what I realized is that 90% of it is just being incredibly familiar with the content, mm-hmm. with the script. If you If you're scared or if you're worried or whatever, that's okay. That's just your body telling you this is important, mm-hmm. and you can usually work through that. But if you don't know the material, if you're not comfortable, you don't know exactly what you're going to do, you will not work through that because you're mm-hmm. now in a place where you are at a disadvantage and your body's like, not only am I freaking out, but I don't know what I'm going to say. Yeah. So basically, you need to ask yourself, am I willing to put in, again, the time and energy? And am I going to personally practice this script over mm-hmm. and over again? Am I going to nail it? Do I know exactly what to say, when, where to stand, what to do? Because mm-hmm. all of this stuff can be planned out in advance. It right? can. Absolutely. And, and it should. You should never wing it. You should never wing it. Thank <laughs> not, you. Not an important moment like this in someone's life. Yeah. So that's really what it comes down to is, is mm-hmm. when, when you're asked, ask yourself really those two questions. Am I willing to put in the time and energy? And am I going to be able to pull off the public speaking thing? Because that mm-hmm. is a big factor. Mm-hmm. Now, here's, the, here's the, the other side of that is public speaking is fun. Mm-hmm. And it's empowering. Oh, yes. And leading a ceremony is just the greatest experience. Because oh if you're in the zone, mm-hmm. there is nothing like it. And yeah. I'm saying this is somebody that used to play in bands. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. And mm-hmm. I got that whole rock star high. Mm-hmm. And then I, you know, at some point realized I'm not a great musician. And I should probably pivot <laughs> away from this. So I I did. And now I'm at AMM. Mm-hmm. And when I'm performing performing a wedding ceremony, I get that same rush. Yeah. I, you know, it's an incredible experience. It is, mm-hmm. it's 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 something that every human being should experience yeah. because it's empowering and it makes you feel great about yourself and it makes you feel great about your community and it connects you to people because you're up there connecting with hundreds of people mm-hmm. and there is no experience quite like it. Absolutely, and you no, know, you're right. There's there's nothing like it. And some of the the greatest mountaintop moments of my life have been, you know. After a ceremony when the couple, you know, is tearfully thanking me and or the parents of the couple comes up and and thanks me. And it's just it's so it is. You're right. It's empowering. It is it is vitalizing. It is wonderful. And Mm -hmm. it's so great. So I I like the idea that you said that everyone should do it. That's that is fantastic. But when you choose to do it, like you said, be willing to put in the work and know that know that you're not a person who gets complete frozen stage fright. You know, right. You know, you have to have the ability and, and you can download how many ebooks about public speaking and, and different things to do, but familiarize yourself with the content and be willing to put in the time and effort for this couple who's asked you to do something so special. Absolutely. And and that that 
after the ceremony experience mm-hmm. that you were just talking about, which is is similar to when you step off the stage and you and you did a good show and everybody's mm-hmm. coming up like, man, that song rocked or whatever. Um, that's also the moment when a lot of people transition from first time officiants to professionals. I'm sure I, I'm sure you can speak to this better than I can, <laughs> but. If you go up there and you really impress and mm-hmm. you do an, and you do a great job and you are able to communicate something about the couple mm-hmm. that's more than just words, mm-hmm. people are going to be people are going to be reaching out to you. Yeah, because people are getting married all the time, mm-hmm. and there's people in that in that audience who there are guests who probably have weddings planned or are hoping to have a wedding planned or yeah. at some point. And you're you know the best advertising mm-hmm. is is putting on a great show. Exactly. And that's what you're doing up there. So it, you're, mm-hmm. it may be your first time and, and, and it's going to be, you know, one of many. And that's yeah. and that's wonderful because you've now found something that you can do that gives you an experience that you just can't get anywhere else. Absolutely. And there's something special about, I think the, I've had, I've had a, what I would call like a three deep wedding where I married a couple and then one of the bridesmaids booked me for her wedding. And one of the bridesmaids from that wedding booked me for her wedding. And it's the same thing that you've talked about. And I've had multiple couples who have who have seen me officiate someone else's wedding and who've asked me to do theirs. Yeah. So it it can turn into something that you would never expect. Expect. We always say you never know where life will take you. Yeah. And and this is absolutely the key. So so the couple asks them. They soul search. They decide that they're up for it. They get ordained. And then this is where a lot of first time officiants would go. Uh. Now what? But the the key is to to find your help, find your resources. Like mm-hmm. you said, find that handhold, handholding. And there are, and again, to be to be slightly nonpartisan, there are other websites that can help couples plan. The AMM sure. has some of the most robust resources that I've seen and some of the most um, involved. Like you said, they can put this couple's names and date into the, into the form when they log in. So it's private. It's not going to be a public website or anything. Mm-hmm. But it will send them reminders like, hey, you need to meet with, you know, uh, Becky and Sue and needed to think about this. Hey, it's this month, this, this long out. Have you thought about this? And that's, that's so great. There's also the books. Uh, you talked about the book from Bethel. Um, there are other books. Um, I know one that I got when I first became ordained was call, oh, I'm, I, I should, I should look this up from, before I say from it. American Marriage Ministries? No, or, from, okay. from way back when. It was called Sacred Ceremony. And this is an yeah. older book. I want to say this is 15 years old. I don't think it's any particular group's um, property. I think this was a private author who did it. Diane something. Diane Warners. Oh, you know. Okay. We sell that on our website. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Diane Warners Book of Vows. Yeah. Yeah, No, it's an incredible book because that Mm -hmm. book is what Asked Officiate does is it walks you through the process. It's more of a practical guide of how to be a wedding officiant, how Mm -hmm. to develop, you know, a ceremony from scratch, how mm-hmm. to practice it, how to deliver it. Mm-hmm. Diane Warner's uh, Book of Vows or Guide to Vows, I mm-hmm. should know this, uh, but it's, you can, you can check it out on her website, mm-hmm. um, is, is just a real like lot, a catalog of, of, of great vows mm-hmm. that you can look at either as inspiration or you can just use them mm-hmm. and you can plug in the couple's names. Yeah. Obviously as, you know, if you, you want to personalize it, so mm-hmm. you could, but the great thing about wedding vows is that they're always just a framework. It's always mm-hmm. just a, a map. And then you can yes. start plugging in stuff that, you know, because every couple is going to want something different. Yes. But they all fundamentally want the same thing and that they want a wedding ceremony that's legally binding. So there's right. certain <laughs> certain things you have to always include. Mm-hmm. And then there's stuff that you can do, you know, to make it interesting. Yes. To make it compelling. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
I guess something else we should have talked about when we're talking about being uh, about first time officiants and, and what you're doing is is just to really also understand your role as the officiant. Now, mm-hmm. this isn't a yes or no sort of a, of, of a, a moment, but it's I mean, I, I think this is almost would be a way to sell it to yourself or to sell it to anybody is that the, in in 2019 or 2020, whenever this airs, um, a lot of people don't not a lot of people, a majority of Americans probably aren't regularly attending brick and mortar churches anymore mm-hmm. and for many people they've they don't have a faith practice mm-hmm. that conforms to any one ideology sure and as, a, as an officiant you're going to be a part of probably what the most important spiritual moment of their lives because this is really a defining spiritual experience for the couple yeah now I'm using spiritual and spirituality loosely here because most people don't want to necessarily say spiritual, you know, and that I'm communing with actual spirits or anything like that. Right. I'm saying this is this is a place where the couple makes a statement about their mm-hmm. values, about their worldview, and the kind of life that they want to build together. And as the efficient, you are an integral part of communicating that to their community. Yeah. And I can't underscore how important that is because this is that this is the one moment where they do that. This is the one moment where everybody has come to gather with them in one space to see them express that. Mm-hmm. In addition to obviously their their vows to you know share life together, mm-hmm. but built into that is this incredibly important statement that we can call spirituality, mm-hmm. we can call it whatever we want, but this is a once in a lifetime moment. Mm-hmm. And as a wedding officiant, you need to understand that that's what you're doing, mm-hmm. and that you need to, and the extent to which you're a, you're able to do your job will have a big impact on how well this goes. Yes. Yeah. There's a, uh, at the, at the recent conference that we attended, there was an efficient panel and one of the speakers said something that I loved. I said that this is one of the most emotionally, if not the most emotionally charged day of their life. And the ceremony is the emotional high point of that day. Yes. The reception is going to be a lot of fun and you know, whether or not there's alcohol or not, it'll be It'll be a good time. Yeah. But the ceremony itself is the the highest emotional, you know, again, potentially spiritual commitment moment of their life. And the officiant's job is to steer the ship, to be the captain of the ship through the emotional stormy seas, to let everyone know that they're going to come out okay on the other side, to help everyone navigate it, to be that that spiritual captain, that that guidepost to help everyone to get through it. It's It's the... You know, there are the skills of the MC, where you're kind of master of ceremonies. You're running the whole thing. You're running through the agenda, the bullet points. Yes, obviously. But you get to take this entire crowd of people through this incredibly charged event. Yeah. And I'm going to preface my thoughts on this by <clears throat> by saying I have, you know, this isn't a dig at any other parts of the wedding industry, mm. but I'm going to say that the the ceremony itself is probably the only really authentic part of the wedding. It's the only experience within the whole wedding experience that isn't tainted by marketing. Mm-hmm. Every, every everything else is is really about you know sort of what do you want to spend to get a certain vibe right. or whatever, or, and that's great, but and that's an important part of the wedding. But this is really that this is really the only authentic mm-hmm. moment. You have an entire life that they're building together. Mm-hmm. This is a you know a communal public declaration, and if you can communicate that to the couple, it's the difference between going up there and and people's reciting stuff and you know basically being just the you know the verbal equivalent of signing a, a mortgage agreement, you know, right. and or <laughs> yeah, or you can have have this just incredibly powerful moment mm-hmm. that you were talking about, 
and and just as knowing as an efficient that you get to to create that with a couple is is wonderful and mm-hmm. and and it's it's something that again everybody should experience because you don't get a lot of opportunities in life to have these experiences and if somebody asks you hey we want you to be a part of this incredible moment mm-hmm. um you should you should jump on it my my cousin Annika uh, got engaged a couple months ago to a fellow called Robbie, which is great. And their wedding is coming up this summer. And the first one of the first things they did is it said, "Hey, Lewis, can you can you officiate the wedding?" I was like, well, "Duh, of course." Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's it's okay. First off, it's the only wedding I've got on my on my calendar right now. Mm-hmm. But it's but it's incredible how much of my time and mental energy thinking about this has consumed because i know these people both really well i mean i grew up with annika she's a remarkable person so is robbie Mm -hmm. and the responsibility to communicate that isn't lost on me Mm -hmm. and it's allowed me to have a connection with people who are close to me that i wouldn't have otherwise had yeah so being an efficient is is like it's it's remarkable and it's it's amazing in in what it lets you do but it's also remarkable because it's about if you build community around that mm-hmm. and it's an expression of community and it's, it's an expression of friendship and yeah. loyalty. And, and there's, it's just the, di- the deeper you dig, the more you realize, you know, why this is such an important role. Mm-hmm. Hopefully this isn't dissuading anyone from doing it. Yeah. Right. I, 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 okay. And, and... <laughs> I, I say that with jest, Yeah, no. but, but you're right because there are, so many couples that I have married that I've stayed in touch with because we formed such a deep connection. And we had, and apart from the obvious where the very first wedding that I did was for friends, and then the next few that I did was friends and family. One of the most meaningful times I've ever had in my life was when I officiated my youngest brother's wedding. Mm -hmm. That was so powerful for me. But it is forging this deep emotional connection. And so you should take that into account. Right. You should should be aware that it's going to be an emotionally charged day for you as well. Yeah, and I'm not trying to be overly dramatic here, and I'm not trying to make it sound like you're, you know, <laughs> the, yeah. I, it, it, it's it. I'm trying to s- explain that this is an incredible opportunity, yes. and and you don't get a lot of chances to have these deep, meaningful connections with people in life. We just don't. We're you know we're, we're our lives are just consumed with technology and work and travel mm-hmm. and everything, and it's great. It's, it's a freeing experience. It's a wonderful experience. And, and, and it's something that everybody will walk away from and say, my God, I'm glad I did that. Yeah. Or my, whatever your particular religious bent is, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's great. It's, it's something that everybody should get the chance to do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And in, if you're listening and you're for thinking that we're not telling you a bullet point, you know, soup to nuts, here's how you officiate a wedding. Here's what you say. Here's the first words that you say. First off, my tip is always say, thank you, please take your seats. But that's just from personal experience. And I had my first wedding where I didn't say that. But there are so many resources out there that'll tell you how to construct a marriage ceremony. And that are available, as I said, through the AMM, through different books that you can purchase, through um, the IAPWO. There are so many different places where you can find those checklists. Um, And at the heart of it, like we've said, is that the couple has to say I do. You have to say I now pronounce you, at least in most states. Mm-hmm. And apart from that, it gets to be whatever you and the couple make it. And that's what's so powerful about officiating for the first time and then continuing to do so is that it's always powerful every single time. And the first time you do it, you might get that bug. You might get that that addiction to, oh, this is, this is, this is something I have to do. This is something that I can't not do for the rest of my life. Yeah. I, 
there's a reason I don't work in marketing. So I'm going to try and make another analogy here that's going to probably <laughs> fall just as flat. But it's kind of like a while ago, I decided to get in shape and I started running. And I remember running my first half marathon. And you can, you know, whatever concerns I had prior to that, I remember when I crossed the finish line, just being like having this, this euphoria and this mm -hmm. sense of accomplishment and knowing that I'd made the right decision. Mm -hmm. So whatever, whatever concerns you may have, it's important to understand that once you cross that finish line, once you, once you've filed the paperwork mm -hmm. yeah. and you've officially completed all your efficient duties, it is an absolutely incredible experience. And it's something you're going to carry with you for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. Go online, go to the amm.org, get ordained and, mm -hmm. you know, put yourself in a position where if somebody asks you to officiate their wedding, that you can say yes, because you're not going to regret it. Absolutely. And, and honestly, I'm going to even go, go earlier in the, in the process and say those meetings with the couple working on creating something is really fun because mm -hmm. you get to have, you get to understand who the couple are and you get to work with them to create this awesome story. Mm -hmm. And, 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 it, and it's an opportunity for you to be creative, to, you know, embrace the wonder of life and to have this these moments that you're going to cherish for the rest of your life mm -hmm. so every step of the way is fun every step of the way is exciting sure there's a little work but you know everything involves a little work oh yeah but ultimately it's such a rewarding experience throughout the entirety of the process that there's no reason to not want to go for this yeah absolutely go get ordained on the amm and if you have questions about some of the nuts and bolts things you can reach out to the amm for guidance on that they have resources that cover all of the states that cover so many aspects of the wedding planning process and you know loyal listeners will know that if you want you know guidance from me in particular you can always reach out to me i do work with couples and I work with first-time officiants and help to help them. To, I provide my resources that I use with my couples, having learned over the course of 200 and some weddings that I have planning worksheets and things like that. And I'm happy to, to share them with folks uh, as well. So, yeah. And if yeah. you do reach out to American Marriage Ministries, we have awesome people that really understand all the nuances. If you if you get through to us through social media, you'll probably end up talking to Natasha, who's been working with us for years. And prior to that, she was... She's so good. She's awesome. Oh she was gosh. also uh, an incredibly accomplished wedding planner. She did... Uh, bridal you know hair and then makeup mm -hmm. as well so she's been in the wedding industry for a while yeah and she gets <laughs> it and she's seen it from all different angles so mm -hmm. if you want to talk to somebody who can you know let you know exactly what you need to know mm -hmm. and ensure that you're on the right path and doing the right thing you talk to her or you talk to danny who's got an encyclopedic knowledge of you know the local rules and regulations mm -hmm. and so but then those are the two people you might also talk to dylan or you could you could talk to me mm -hmm. or glenn those, those are probably the people you're going to come across. But the point is, is that we've spent a lot of time and energy already answering those questions that you've got, because we want to, what we want to do is, is, is as efficiently as possible, let you, you know, teach you everything you need to know from the sort of like legal logistics mm -hmm. standpoint. Yeah. And then let, and then give you the tools to focus on the fun stuff, which yeah. is creating the ceremony and right. officiating the ceremony. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The wedding, the wedding industry and, and officiating in particular is such a matter of the heart. You want to smooth out all the legal bumps and bruises and get that road as flat as possible so you can focus on the thing that matters. And that is the celebration and commemoration of the greatest thing in the world, love. I'm not going to say anything to add to that because that was perfect. <laughs> and that's this week's episode. Thank you again for listening. We are so glad that you choose to spend your time with us. 
Remember, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so for as little as $1 a month by going to patreon.com slash crew, or leave us a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast network. And make sure that you subscribe to make sure that you don't miss a single episode filled with great stories and wedding tips. So stay tuned for all that and more on next week's episode of Your I Do Crew. This is Atan, owner and chief officiant of Weddings for the Ages. You can find us on The Knot, Wedding Wire, Facebook, and Instagram as Weddings for the Ages. And this is Lindsay Roselle with Lucky Bird Photography. You can find me on Wedding Wire, The Knot, and you can also find me on social media using at Lucky Bird Photo. If you liked what you heard today, help us spread the love. Comment, like, rate, and review on iTunes and Google Play and share on your favorite social media platforms. We love feedback. So if you have any suggestions or if you want to ask us a question, email us at feedback at youridocrew.com. Thanks for listening, and here's to love, laughter, and happily ever after. Cheers. Cheers. I want to get, I want to get, I want to get married. Music credits are as follows. Song title, I Want to Get Married, by artist D. Cylinders, from the Free Music Archive. Attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 4.0 international.